The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. I will not leave. This is my house. Curse you! The old Yarfix special. Ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. No, thanks, Nedry. Worth it. I'm a virgin for lions, too, okay? Because I'm biting. Because I'm a lion, so I don't think not to bite fire. This lion's so. on fire. Ah! Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Carnage is fast approaching! As you surely know by now, we've got two live shows at the con this year on Saturday, November 3rd at 7 and 9 p.m. But there's more going on than just our shows. There are hosts and hordes of games to learn, watch, and play. There are panels, there are tournaments, there are raffles. For instance, check out the raffle from Gamers for a Cure. It will be running the whole weekend, and of course, it all goes to support a great cause. But most importantly, there's a whole lot of nerd camaraderie going down, so come to the con and make a friend. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party finally made it to the heart of the mountain. They walked up to that stand of trees that had the light shining out of it, and uh, they just tried to, to identify it. Uh, Eowyn took out the arcane diviner and uh, attempted to figure out what kind of magic was going on in this space. And the moment she touched it to the tree, the tree glowed bright gold and a figure stepped out of it uh, made of wood and bark compressed into flesh. This creature identified itself as the heart of the mountain. They began to speak with it, seeing if they could uh, somehow be gifted its power or have it come with them, but it quickly said, no, uh, it has to stay here. All the life in this place depends on it, and since they came to it, it requires an offering be made. And that offering is an offering of blood. Yarfik was the one holding the flower, so her denizens attempted to take him and take his blood. <laughs> but the the party uh, protested a little bit too much, one might say, uh, with a lovely song and a crossword puzzle. And uh, she stayed her hand briefly. But then it was merely, it was just too much to bear. They came to make an offering and an offering had to be made. She animated the trees behind her. They stalked forward, beginning the battle. The battle raged on with uh, the party fighting the trees. Uh, eventually she summoned some small magma creatures from the river of magma to her left. Uh, and they came up and attacked the party, setting some of them on fire. Cassian was able to restrain the heart of the mountain by suggesting to one of her trees that she need to be restrained. She was able to break her restraints, and she then summoned two large water elemental forces from the river. And that is where we pick up. We have one tree still left on the board. The heart of the mountain is up. Three of the magma bros are still alive. The two water elementals have just emerged from the river. Uh, Yarfik, your spiritual weapon is still summoned. And uh, you are all still very much conscious. We will keep to the same initiative order that we had last time. We will start from the top. We'll build up. I'm going to move. Probably a good call. Having seen, I mean, these the like water guy minis look like they want to give me a hug, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's a very watery hug. Yeah. Um, mm, who doesn't like a wet hug? <laughs> wet hugs. I'm actually, I, oh, I guess I'm going to move here. But then... These two magma bros, they're like kind of in the same. Yeah, they are kind of in the same area. Can I use mold earth to like take the earth from underneath them and then bury them with that earth? Uh, you can. You don't necessarily know what kind of effect it will have, but you can certainly try that. Okay, Is that's that your what subtle I'm way do. of dissuading her from doing it. No, not at all. I'm just saying that she doesn't know what it will necessarily do. 
So you uh, you do that. You cast mold earth, and the five foot sort of cube of uh, dirt and soil that's under them lifts up. They just sort of fall into that hole that is now there, and then you drop the dirt on top of them, and that happens. Ooh. Cool. Cool. Uh, Eowyn. I go. Huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was turning around in surprise. Uh, I back away. Okay. That way. Okay. And I cast mirror image. Well, the word for that is going to be, um, who am I to be blind? Um, <laughs> and and uh, two images of me. Well, there's no save, right? It just happens. Correct. Yeah. So two images of, oh, three duplicates of me pop up right around me and they look exactly like me. That must really help when you're trying to research stuff in the Spitting library. image. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they're just images. They can't retain knowledge and it doesn't get transferred to me often. Right, but it keeps people away from you because oh, they don't true. know who you are. They yeah, run yes, interference. Then. Exactly right. And then I, uh, yeah, there's nothing more I can do. Okay. Cassian. Uh, I'm going to turn to the uh, the heart of the mountain mm-hmm. and cast Dissonant Whispers just with a with a resounding Okay. What's the save in the DC? Uh, save is wisdom. DC is 15. Okay. So she rolled a natural one, but she has advantage. Uh, and that's only a 10. Noise. Okay. So that's um, 3d6 psychic damage. And then she's going to have to flee. Yarfik is batting away some of these distant whispers that are going over his head. Nice. Okay, that is um, that is 17 damage. 17. Uh, so you say Blaffish, and that black smoke pours out of your mouth, flows over Yarfik's head uh, and into the, the ears of the heart of the mountain, and she goes uh, running in the opposite direction. She quickly finds the wall of the cavern. Um, uh, sorry. Does that give Yarfik We should get attacks of opportunity, right? Yarfik and Olash, right? Yes, Yarfik and Olash both have attacks of opportunity. Okay. That's a natural 20. Yeah. I did not do as well. <laughs> you don't get advantage well. on opportunity attacks if she's raging? No. No? Just, okay. Raging uh, doesn't ever give advantage on attacks, I don't think. Uh, yeah, raging doesn't give you advantage. If she did a reckless attack, she would have advantage, but you can't do that on a, an attack. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Yarfik, you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. So that is a six plus three, so that's a nine, and I'm going to add uh, six more to that, right, because it's doubled? Uh, you double the, yeah, the you dice. double the dice. So 12 plus three, that's 15 points of damage. 15. Because I have my shield up, I'm using my Warhammer two hands. Uh, okay, so you get a good swing in on her as she flees. Come back, we haven't finished yet. And now it is bad guys two, uh, electric boogaloo. And so the tree is going to turn to you, Yarfik. Mm-hmm. It should still be. Uh, oh no, under sorry, it's still under suggestion. It's still under suggestion. So it's actually going to rush after the heart of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and and restrain her. So it's going to try and grapple her. It's just pinned against the cave wall. Uh, but it, it does not succeed in grappling her. Oh dang! But it's still right behind her. Uh, Yarfik, it is your turn. I'm going to reach over to Olash and uh, pat her on the on the shoulder and say, thanks for coming to save me, and cast Cure Wounds at second level. Could you say it a little less sarcastic, though? <laughs> Thank you for coming to save me. That was more. Thanks <laughs> for coming to save me. Yeah, sincere, like that. Yeah. <laughs> 18 points of healing. Woo, thank you. And as a bonus, I'm going to move my spiritual weapon closer to the, the heart of the mountain. Okay. And then I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk around Cassian and get in between him and the two water bros. Olash, it's your turn. All right. So, what's Olash gonna do? Let's start with Saren. Saren's gonna attack that fire bee hole again. <laughs> bee hole. <laughs> uh, that's, oh, that's sorry. A creature I forgot to mention The fiery bee hole. Oh. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. I did want to oh, move. But I get advantage. After the heart of dark. Uh, the heart of the mountain. <laughs> dark. What did you want to do after the heart of the mountain? I, I wanted to to keep to to chase it essentially. Okay. Or actually, no. I'll go after the water guys. Okay. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen hits. Um, to bite. Uh, oh my god, that's four. Four damage. Yeah. Uh, four damage is enough. So Saren. Oh. Uh, 
uh, reaches out, bites onto the uh, the magma bro, same as before, uh, just with it in its jaws, and it the life sort of leaves it, and then life oh, no. leaves it very violently oh, no. Oh, no. as it explodes <laughs> oh, in her God. mouth. Normally, there's a save you can make for this, but since it's in her mouth, <laughs> oh, no. uh, so that is. What did I say last time? What did I say? Uh, that is eight points of fire damage, oh, no. right down the gullet. Oh god! Oh. Um, and she is uh, briefly. Well, so here's the thing: she is ignited inside. So there's like fire burning in her oh, throat. It's the worst heartburn. The fire that, that would be like around her gets put out because the rain is still falling down, I believe. Can, right, can Yarfik? She... Uh, beginning of my next turn, I believe it goes away. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, so the rain is not coming down, so she is, she is on fire. Okay. And her throat is all burned. She's no. like all the hair is off her head. She's, she's not looking good. Not looking uh. great. Uh, how many hit points does Saren have left? Uh, 15. 15, okay. Um, and then that guy off the board. So that's... Um, can she move still? She can move still, yes. Okay, so her speed is 50 feet. So I believe she can make it to the water in that time. Mm. She can. I know those dudes are over there, but her throat is literally on fire, so she's going to go drink some water. Okay, so she can drink <laughs> water on her next turn. Okay, yeah, but that is the goal. Um, all right, so now for Olash. Olash is going to... Um, get out a couple more fuzzballs because I have two more. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's a D8, right? Yeah, the first one. Giant goat, she pulls giant it goat, out, giant goat. And it's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> this will not stop rolling ones. I got what is it, a D8? Yeah. And then the second one is a mastiff. Oh! Not bad. Not bad. Okay. A dog. Dog so, and cat. Here's dog. a rat. Oh, right. Dog, cat, and rat. It's obviously smaller than that. <laughs> it's not a dire rat. Rat of unusual size. Thing, so I'm just going to use this D6. Watch this rat save the day. <laughs> so you now have uh, a rat and a mastiff. Uh, I will expect names by your next turn. Okay. Uh, and uh, and that's your turn. That That's all your actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Wait, the... Wait, isn't that a bonus action? To do two of them? Oh, Okay. Like oh no! Yeah, it's not a bonus action at all. Yeah. Okay. Technically, you should only be able to do one. Okay. But sorry. I, you have big meaty hands, <laughs> so you can grab two and throw them down. So uh, that's that. Next up is the bad guys. So the heart of the mountain, uh, Fred, with dissonant whispers, uh, the the fleeing stops on its next turn. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about continuing to flee. Okay. Cool. So she uh, turns around. And she is faced with her tree bro. Um, and sort of a bunch of you guys all clustered right there. Oh. So <laughs> she slams her staff down to her side, spreads her arms out, kind of Jesus-y. And the, um, the, the hole in her chest pulses. And then oh, no. this beam of brilliant light flashes out from it in a 60 Uh-oh. foot long line what? which is back to Varish somewhere she uh, so us. every creature in that line has to make a constitution saving throw am I in that line? Uh, so that line is the tree, the rat Olash, Cassian um, and Ildov but not Yarfik. Yarfik is just outside of it and this is a spell, so I can't impose disadvantage, right? Correct. That's a nat 20 for me. We were saving these nat 20s up, apparently. Six for Olash. Okay, so six for Olash. Was that a three for Ildo? Five. Five? Jesus Christ. What does the rat get? Rat 20. <laughs> the, rat. the rat rolled a 17, which means it's a 16. Okay. So the, uh, the DC is 17. Um, so it is... Uh, so first of all, uh, everyone who failed the save is blinded. Oh god! Uh, oh wow! Oh, and no. uh, the d- the damage is six d eight. Oh, that's four and eight is twelve. And eight is twenty. 
and just eight is twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm not done yet. Uh, and five is thirty-three, oh and one is thirty-four. So it's thirty-four points of radiant damage. Um, if you, uh, Cassian, you made your save, you take half damage. Uh, so you take six, uh, seventeen points of radiant damage. Uh, the rat is obliterated, <laughs> oh, no. like turned to, to ash. ash. It's very gone. I will I didn't name even you. He <laughs> <laughs> was gonna be Templeton too. No, that's insane. Did you say thirty-four? Thirty-four, three-four. Exactly how many hit points I had left? Oh no. So uh, Ildov, this this beam of light hits you, and you fall to the ground unconscious. <laughs> oh no. Uh-oh. Sam, I have a, uh, a uh, mechanical question. Is about, like, engines? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I, I don't know enough about them to be able to ask a coaching question on that, but uh, with Revivify, do I have to wait until they've uh, um, screwed up their death saving throws first, or can I use it automatically? Um, let me check. Because I think, I thought it was after they, they died, died, like, completely gone, but. Uh, Revivify, you touch a creature that has died within the last minute, so unconscious is not dead. Right. Okay. I just wanted. So I'm not going to. Um, now, but. but the creature returns to life with one hit point. You could also just spare the dying, and she wouldn't be. That's dying. my thought. Or yeah. heal her. So uh, that is her. Oh, uh, sorry. And the tree also is dead. Oh. No. I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she is. Um, she's good. She's pretty happy with that. Uh, the um, magma bros both dig up out of the ground, but that that's all their movement for the turn. So they are still in that square. The does uh, the prone one get unprone underground? Doesn't he no, no, like... no. It dug its its way up out of the. Once you're buried, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you're vertical or not. So now the uh, water elementals. One of them is going to go beeline for Saren, because Saren is right there. She's going to spit fire at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saren, Saren, is, a Saren is such a good rapper. Yeah, she spits hot spit fire. fire. <laughs> um, and let's see. The uh, water elemental gets two attacks. Whoa. And first one is a 10, and the second one is a 12. 12 hits. 12 hits. So, uh, goes to slam at Saren as she's leaning down to drink, uh, but misses on the first one. Slams back up and sort of catches her under the chin. And a lot is... of jaw attacks on Saren. Saren's yeah. mouth is. Uh, and Saren takes eight points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Uh, as Does that these... put out the fire in her throat? <laughs> sure, yeah, we'll allow that. <laughs> Her, her throat fire has been quelled. The most intense it punches her down her throat. <laughs> um, and the uh, the other one is going to, yeah, going to make it all the way up to Yarfik, who has oh. caused no end of trouble, um, and also going to do two slam attacks. First one is a 28. Yep. And the second one is an 18. That does not hit. Okay. Wow. So, first one is seven and two plus four is 13 points of bludgeoning damage as it uh, comes up to you and just slams you in the chest, uh, but then it throws you off balance enough that its its second strike doesn't hit. Um, And that is the bad guys. Ildov, you need to make a death saving throw. Uh, What do I roll? Uh, you roll a d20. That is one failed death saving throw. Okay. Aelin. What does it mean, after, in my description of mirror image, mm-hmm. it says randomize attacks as one of them. What does that mean? So any attack against you, uh, you roll a d4, essentially, uh, and um, that determines that which, determines which one it hits. Yep, okay, got it, thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost on this Okay. wet Idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a water bro. It's a yeah. wet idiot. No, it's a wet idiot. It's yeah. It's a wet idiot. Okay. Um. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Okay, and it's two d eight. One d eight plus one at level five. Ten. 
No, that's a 10 then. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Uh, one, um, one and... No, seriously! <laughs> I cursed it! I'm so sorry! <laughs> no! I used to watch So is that, that double ones? Yeah. Okay, so two points of damage. Uh, but what you notice, so you, you raise your, your hand and you, you fire off yeah. this, this ray of frost, and where you hit it, its body solidifies, and you can see the color of it sort of changes a little bit. And it, it's, it looks like the form uh, changes slightly from water to ice in a lot of parts, mm -hmm. so uh, that may have an effect. Great, and it also, not that it really matters, but speed is reduced by 10 feet. Yes, and that might matter, you never know. It might. Uh, you staying put? Uh, we shuffle. <laughs> the four of us <laughs> continuously are like moving around in a, in a little braid pattern. Serpentine. <laughs> yeah. Cassian. Okay, um, I'm going to feed Ildon a potion of healing. Okay. Oh. So that's um, 2d4 plus 2 hit points regained. Let me roll that real quick. Right? That's what a regular potion of healing is? Uh, it's 2d4 plus 2. Yeah. Um, so that's six hit points back. So you uh, rush over to Ildov's side, open her gullet, and you uh, uncork a healing potion and pour it down, giving her six uh, points. She wakes up, sharp intake of breath. <laughs> hey there, back on your feet. Oh, Shake it off, shake you. it off. Uh, and I give her an, I give her a couple of orange slices. <laughs> <laughs> back in the game. Back in the game. Um, and I'm gonna uh, I'm going to then move. Um, I guess I'm gonna spread out so that it can't hit us all with that stupid beam again. And I'll kind of get. Um, Don't forget the magma bros are like right here. Yeah. All right. You know what? I guess I'll just I'll I'll sort of stand between the magma bros and the rest of the group. Okay. Um, and I'm also going to just use a bonus action to just kind of like. Just kind of take a second, sort of center myself. Kind of be like, check in, stretch a little. Just take a take a couple <laughs> quick breaths and uh, do your Lamaze class. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Cassian has uh, has had a lot of things happen in life. Um, do what? Anyway, don't worry about it. Um, it's a bonus action that I have called uh, Second Wind, uh, so I get to regain um, one d ten plus one hit points. Yarfik has that as well, but it doesn't do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's six hit points back for me. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, Bad Guys 2, but Bad Guys 2 are all gone. Yay. Yeah. So next up is Yarfik. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use my bonus action to whack the heart of the mountain with my spiritual, uh, spiritual weapon. Okay. That is a 19. Whoa. 19 is her AC, so that hits. Ooh. That is 10 points of uh, force damage. 10 points of damage. So you whack her with your tankard stick. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. And then I'm gonna um, reach into my pouch and throw a pinch of dust of dryness on the thing in front of me. Okay. Do you have so those uh, stats I in do. front of you? So it's gotta make a DC 13 con, uh, con saving throw. Uh, does a natural one beat your 13? <laughs> takes 10d6 necrotic damage on a failed save. Mm -hmm. Dust of dryness does necrotic damage? To a water elemental. 10d6. Yeah, 10d6. This is the one time I enjoyed that. I used to play a rogue, so I have all these d6. It's a lot of math. Hold on. While he's doing math, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Have I been taking bludgeoning damage from like those trees and stuff? I guess it's too late. They're all gone. You were Never taking mind. bludgeoning damage from the tree. Uh, the first attack uh, would not have you wouldn't have lost anything on, or, or um, you weren't raging yet. The subsequent ones you would have, but oh well. Yep. Do you I'm still alive. Do you I'm, take less damage? Yeah. That's uh, thirty-eight points of necrotic damage. <laughs> all right. And a pellet? Does the pellet like pop off and it's full of water? Yep. So the pellet is sort of at your feet, full of water. Uh, the water elemental looks like substantially less consequential than it was before. Uh, like it sort of lost some of its mojo uh, and uh, physically lost some of the water of its form. Am I able, since I'm not going to move, to use another bonus action to pick up the pellet? Sure. Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. Cool. Stay, you're staying put. Uh, I'm staying put. Okay. Saren is going to... Um, she's going to try to bite 
that water dude. Okay. Because <laughs> it works so well with the other dude. Wet idiot. <laughs> Wet idiot, sorry. <laughs> widget. It's a widget. A 16. 16 hits. And... Does that do a hit? Seven. Seven points of damage. Uh, so uh, what type of damage is that attack? It is piercing. Piercing. Um, so Saren sort of thrusts forward, like almost plunging her head into this creature, bites it, and then pulls back. And it's it's a weird experience for Saren because usually when she like bites something, she comes away with like that that delightful feeling of like, you know, stuff in her mouth. Um, of like, you know, have, having bitten flesh, feeling the, the blood run down her jaws, uh, you know, just girl things. Um, <laughs> she, um, uh, but this time she comes away with, with nothing because it's just, it's this like watery form. And she, similarly to before when she was kind of like beating herself up, she doesn't really feel like she did as much damage as she could have. Mm. Uh, with this one. Uh, so that is Saren's turn. What is Olash doing? Olash is going to... We, you also have a Mastiff. I do have a Mastiff. Um, and I expect a name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Olash is going to run up to this tree lady. The heart of the mountain. Tree lady. <laughs> Disrespecting her. Don't humanize it, Sam. Don't humanize her. Um, And gonna take a swing. Okay. Except I'm gonna put... No, I'm, I'll do it. I'm gonna use misery. So that is a 14. 14 does not hit. Second attack, uh, 23. 23 hits. We're not at the point where you guys are fighting creatures with AC more than 20 yet. So that is uh, 17, 21. So you run up, take one swing. She definitely dodges out of the way, but you are very practiced with your weapon of choice, the battle axe and you recover instantly and take another swing and you slice off her left arm goes falling to the ground sort of when it hits the ground it sort of becomes just like a tree branch almost as if it reverted back to a prior form she sort of looks up she drops her staff with her right arm she wipes it over her face and it's back to that frowned look and then the light behind her eyes that sort of yellowish light that bleeds out just sort of flickers and fades, and then it's blackness, uh, and then she falls backwards. Oh, oh my god. The you water elementals just crumple. What? Both become puddles. Both of the two magma bros explode in their spots. Does that god, does Cassian take any damage? Cassian does not take any damage. <laughs> <laughs> and everything calms. Oh my well, god, we did it! Good job, Olash. I didn't even get to use Mr. Wiggles. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. It was another well, successful battle. I took zero damage yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I say we get the hell out of here as soon as possible before those pygmies come We need to search her. We need to find the blinding blade. Oh, yeah. I I'm gonna go over <laughs> Let's and just leave. <laughs> well, I think I we are... Uh... Overstage, you're welcome. You know, I'm kind of over this hole. Let's let's search her quick. I'm gonna go over and search her. Yeah, Eldo's gonna get up. Okay. Uh, anyone who is searching, go ahead and roll investigation. Good God. Twenty, I'm not natural. I got a natural twenty. Instead of searching, I'm just holding out a mushroom to Ildov and saying, uh, "Mushroom." <laughs> I got a one, not natural. Okay. <laughs> you find a dog. Uh, yeah. I'm just playing with You're, Mr. Wiggles. You, you and Mr. Wiggles are tandem digging. <laughs> yeah, you go back to the And you're, you're pretty flustered because he's much better at this than you are. Wow. Meanwhile, the rest of you are all searching. Eowyn, you uh, you got a natural 20 on your, your investigation. You sort of take in everything that happened, how she fired that, that blinding bolt of energy out of her chest how before when she when she seemed compelled to try and help you almost as she reached into her chest but felt too much pain to be able to to pull anything out so you steal yourself and you reach in to her oh. chest 
Can I just say I kind of can't believe that we like what 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 does it say about uh, your estimation of us that we had to do a search check to find the only source of light in this entire <laughs> fucking Roll investigation. Yeah. It wasn't that. It's that you all said, "Hey, let's go search for a thing," instead of "Let's go pull the fucking thing out of her chest." Yeah. I'm just responding to the language that you. Well, use. I was looking around for other things too. Maybe there's like we want a... to use our skills. I had a twenty not natural. I mean, come on, we a scroll or something. Things. And I had a one not natural. <laughs> We're all doing our part. <laughs> we're all just doing well, our best. Well, let's just forgot what we were doing. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, like a magic spell I can learn out of this or something. So, uh, anyway. you... <laughs> and this isn't even that I'm reaching into somebody's chest. It's that I'm touching a person. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're trying to do it operation style, where you're, like, not touching the edges. Uh, yeah. uh, but you reach all the way in, and what's, what's interesting is that you don't feel anything. This isn't, like... You are stealing yourself to be like reaching into a dead body almost, uh, but it's not like that. It's, it just feels like atmosphere inside. Yeah. You reach in and you sort of reach in, you get your whole hand in, you feel around and you don't feel anything. Uh, you reach in farther up to your elbow, still nothing. Okay. And then you reach in all the way up to your shoulder. Like now now you have to touch the sides because you're reaching in as far as you possibly can. And it's it's extra strange <laughs> to all of the rest of you because it looks like she's reaching down into the earth underneath this creature. That's how far in she's reaching right now. And just when it feels like you almost almost like there's nothing to find, your fingers brush against something. Oh, and you found something? You yes, sort I... of reach farther in that direction and you feel it, what feels like the hilt oh. of a weapon. Ooh. You grip it, and you find that it moves freely, mm. and you start to pull it out. Great. As you do, <laughs> the, the hilt emerges first in your hand, uh, and you can see that it is indeed the hilt of a weapon. It is golden, ornate. There's a large diamond set in it, um, which... Uh, Yarfik, you would be quick to to note that the diamond is the stone of Ajia, so that bodes well. Um, as you're pulling it out, the the hilt is not alone; it is attached to a blade. Oh, good! <laughs> and the uh, blade, as you pull it out, it just sort of keeps coming until you find that it's it's three feet long. Oh my! Oh, holy mother! And uh, very thin, and shimmering and bright and as it leaves her body you sort of hold it up in a very like lion-o sort of omens kind of way (laughs) is this how you hold a sword i (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful and the uh the ground sort of shudders just once Uh oh Oh, no Uh and then it calms and you're holding this blindingly bright blade it's like like a huge moment and like i'm it's one of those where in the cartoon where there's a new background and like everything's shiny but i'm kind of holding it like i don't (laughs) like i'm shrugging and like i guess i have a sword um am i saying that right sword sword uh well uh i guess i'm a melee fighter now Uh. yarvik falls to his knees and just starts sobbing uh Okay. It's so well, I, I, um, I pat him on the back and I say, so, there, there, buddy. Yeah. This is, but you don't, don't see this. Is... this. <laughs> Would everybody like a chance to hold it? And I turn to my mirror images and pass yeah, it around. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all pass it, give it back to me. And I say, okay, well, I think we've got the blinding blade that the... That was the elven for it. Uh, Sholal Shadid. That's what I said. And uh, who's the elf here, Sam? Uh, Half of Ildov. Shall we uh, make our way back? We should. Uh, Yeah, let's get to getting. I'll put it in the bag of holding. Does anyone have any more healing? I'm I'm not looking good. I was about to. That mushroom I offered you is a mushroom of healing. So I say to everyone, thank you all for doing this. We are going to do so well in the coming battle, and I cast Mass Healing Word, so six of you... Better to give it to the lion than me. I took no damage. <laughs> exactly. So, basically, anyone who's taking damage except for Eowyn, I think I can <laughs> give it to everybody else, uh, gets... Uh, so that is... Uh, that's 12 points of healing. As you fell unconscious earlier, you just go, I declare... Bankruptcy! Who knows the series? I'm back up to full, then. I am. What Excellent. was that? What was the? No worries. Twelve. Twelve points of healing. Twelve points of healing. Great. Yep. It's 
more than you had before. Way more than I had before. Thank you. <laughs> I offer uh, Ildov a, a mushroom of healing from the from the dudes <laughs> in the cave. Maybe we could also. I mean, now seems like an okay time to take a rest. Oh, maybe the pygmies. I would get out of here. Yeah, I think we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. good so the, well, yeah. If the heart of the mountain died, Ildov, the sorry, did you want probably, the mushroom or not? Mm, I mean, they're gonna be mad they're gonna be mad or they, they also die mad. they're gonna be real <laughs> mad yeah Yarfik has cast the prayer of healing you guys still have like a bunch of those healing mushrooms that Francis gave you if you want to use those uh, you can rest if you want uh, I will let's... warn you it's probably not the best idea <laughs> right let's yeah, not I think um, we should just go is there any you can way also from inspect. here do we have to go back through there, there's no like rear staircase <laughs> there's no like back there's no like maybe a rear window exit. no Often in video games, once you defeat yeah, well, the boss, there's a really way right unsafe. out back in the Yeah, there's yeah. really like a door. Yeah. 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 There's that's, an elevator to Look, guys, else, this is the but... real world, okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's not Sorry. how this stuff works. <laughs> so should we just, should we try sneaking back? I think so. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to. I mean, I could. It's going to be. I could just fly out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ildo. <laughs> um, I'm taking my healing could... back. Did you guys if, do you guys want to look at Aja's tier before you leave? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I guess. I'm just wondering. Yeah. I take it back out of my hair <laughs> and I use the other uh, 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 divining thing. The other charge on the divining. On the arcane diviner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you uh, hold the, the, the sword I'll in hold, one hand. I'll hold it. You, you do it. Yarfik holds the, the sword in one hand, and you use the other charge on the arcane diviner. And make sure to point it at the sword and not Yarfik. Yes. <laughs> and you get all of the stats for Ajia's tier. Which this is, is a big piece of paper. A, it is a rapier. Wow. Um, Fred, oh, I, I will send you the stats as well. I'm emailing Three them to you right now. Rapier. A three-foot rapier. Dibs. <laughs> so this is like a sun-based thing. The, this rapier's luminous blade emits a bright light in a 30-foot radius whenever it's unsheathed. This light is considered sunlight and qualifies as wow. magical. You gain a plus-four bonus attack and damage rolls made with this weapon, which deals radiant damage instead of piercing damage. When you hit an undead with it, the target takes an extra 1d8 radiant damage. Once per day, you can cast Sunbeam, and once per day, you can cast Sunburst. Which are 6th and 8th level evocation spells. Yeah, wow. Sunbeam is the spell that she cast on you guys. So long as you are conscious at the beginning of your turn in combat, you are healed one hit point while wielding the tier. Wow. While attuned, you also feel the overwhelming need to right wrongs and help the downtrodden, because this is Ajia's tier. <laughs> and finally, while attuned, you bask in the light of truth and have advantage on persuasion checks involving the truth, but disadvantage on deception checks. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. Sunbeam! A beam of brilliant light flashes out from your hand in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. So that's what yeah, the that's heart what of the cast that killed, nearly killed Ilda. Awesome. Uh, and then sunburst, brilliant sunlight flashes in a 60-foot radius centered on a point you choose within range, and each creature in that light must make a constitution saving throw. Oh, okay. Cool. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, undead awesome, and awesome, oozes awesome. have disadvantage on this. <laughs> We've not run across an ooze yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's a classic. So about damn time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's a, it is... It is a blinding blade. Yeah. It does a whole lot of blinding. Yeah. I feel like Eowyn should have advantage against Ooze because she's very <laughs> neat and that's just not... <laughs> okay. Maybe she needs to read a little more on Yeah. That. All right. Well, I don't think this is meant for me. Uh, um, does anybody want I to... I am pretty adept at wielding rapiers. Just going to go ahead and toss them ahead. You are going to gain disadvantage on deception, Cassie, and I feel that might be well, a disadvantage for you. But I'm good at lying. You'll only so. need to tell the truth from here on out. I mean, it's true that we are heroes of legend. It's, hmm? What'd you say? I think, yeah. I mean, Ildov's more of the lying type. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's me. So we won't lose that. So, yeah. I mean, all of the things that I want to say basically are true. <laughs> uh, that, that I'm amazing. You feel um, they're true. I'm a, a yeah. destined hero. Yeah. <laughs> Cassie, you're not holding the blade yet. You don't have to keep telling the truth. <laughs> Uh, Olash, are you I'm particularly a changed man? Well, uh, no, no. <laughs> She's been kissing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Olash, are you? What? Right. Well, oh, did we what? find it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we found. Look, look at the sword. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Cassian, I, I suppose it's yours. Okay, I I reach out for it and uh, I hesitate just for a moment before I, I hold it and I I'm thinking about like the things that I've been saying about my, my myself and my my past over the years and for a second I'm 
not sure if I can if I can hold it. Oh, for Christ's sake, um, take the damn blade. <sighs> Who's Christ? You know what, Yarfik? It's easy for you, okay? You, you, you always tell the truth anyway. This is... It feels better things sometimes. about me that are not... That I have said that are not exactly 100% um, factual. Cassian, You're kidding. every man exaggerates. But <laughs> I... Guys, we don't have... We would love to hear more about you, Cassian, but, but we should go. We just he really sh- need to go. Yarfik shoves you know what? the I need an audience. <laughs> I need the world to have an audience. And I grab the sword. Leave it to Cassian to make a speech out of holding a sword. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Fred, did you get the email with the stats in it? Yes, I Okay, did. cool. Uh, just so you know, when you when you hold the sword out, the, that light emits from it. So you will no longer have okay. need of a torch as long as you have it. Uh, I cast but light you on can't, the sword. You can't turn the light off. Without, like, the only way to turn it off is to hide the blade. So when okay. you sheathe it, the light doesn't shine, but there's no off switch. Did it come did with it come a sheath? sheath? Yeah. It didn't, but the sheath you have for your rapier will fit it. Oh, great. Okay. I guess I, I think it, um, I, I turn to the group and I say, I think if we're going to try and sneak out of here, it makes sense to sheath this, actually. Okay. Right? Yes. Great. Yeah. Can somebody guide me again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, and, and Fred, There's, yeah. you're yeah. not attuned to the weapon yet, so not until you're attuned is when you have disadvantage on deception. Oh, how does attunement work? So attunement works essentially the next time you guys take a long or short rest, you can take some time to just sit and focus with the weapon for like a half hour or so, um, and that attunes you to it uh, and takes up one of your attunement slots. You can only attune to, I think, three things, and then you will consider you then you will be considered attuned to it. Uh, while you are okay. not attuned, it acts as a regular rapier. So okay, you'll still get the, the sunlight still emits from it, so it still has that 30-foot radius of sunlight. Uh, but all the other bonuses, like the plus four to damage and attack, the uh, extra 1d8 to, uh, to undead, none of that stuff applies, and you can't cast the spells. Okay, got it. All right, so I'll, I'll holster it. Okay. All right, let's... Let's roll on out. So you guys roll all make out. transformer noises and yeah. roll we out. We all form into one big <laughs> megazord yes. and get, get out of here. I can't think, why does Cassian have a giant trailer that appeals out of nowhere and just hooks up to him as he drives away? Because he's Cassian Prime. <laughs> cool. Uh, We're moving on now. So you all move to exit the crater. Uh, Eowyn, yeah. with your, uh, your passive perception is 20, correct? It's pretty high. Uh... Passive perception. Right, because you took that feat. Yeah, wisdom, but passive perception. Well, where is it? It's a certain. It should be in there. Yeah. Your passive perception is really fucking it's high. Ridiculously <laughs> high. Yeah, um, it's like 20 something. So, with yeah. your ridiculously high passive perception, as you all begin to walk away, you notice something. Yeah. The water level of the river has risen slightly. No. I knew it. And so has the magma level of the magma. No. They seem to both still be rising. Not so fast that you feel the need to run away, but still kind of alarmingly. Like fast enough that we feel like we should leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were already planning to leave, so that's probably a good plan. <laughs> but this this may, might add a little bit more uh, urgency and agency. Do you want to tell everybody else? or? Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. I, can, I have a plus five bonus to passive wisdom. And yeah, okay. So that would be... Anyway. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's, yeah, it's it, really good. Yeah. Um, hey. Uh, hey. Uh, guys, um, I couldn't help but noticing the water river and the fire river are now <laughs> rising. What? Oh, shit. Okay. Let's, uh, run. Let's run. Okay. I uh, hop on Saren. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay, Olash? Will this be fine? I... You have to ask Saren. Can you? I can't speak to Saren. I'm not going to take 10 minutes to cast, <laughs> <laughs> cast the ritual. <laughs> just ask uh, uh, you should be able to ride on Mr. Wiggles, actually. The Mastiff is a can be a mount for... I kind of want to really badly. <laughs> they I mean, do. The animals do what you suggest they do, right? They listen I, to Yeah, I wink at them. Yeah. And I'm like, you should let them ride you. Yay! Okay. And they do it. I give uh, Mr. Wiggles some jerky. He gobbles he, it up. He wiggles. And he wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a clever name. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Eowyn has told you all that both the water and magma are rising. And you have decided to run. Yep. Correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yarfik, you hop on Mr. Wiggles. Eowyn, you hop on Saren. And you all tear off uh, through the grass. Uh, I'm. Are you trying to be stealthy at all? Or you just... Going for broke. We're sprinting stealthily. <laughs> so you can't do that. Oh, well, <laughs> news to me. No, let's just go, I think. 
as you continue on about halfway through the the grass to the trees, you uh, and when you glance behind you and you can see that the crater is shooting smoke up into the air <gasps> as the uh, the water and the magma have both risen enough that they've met in the middle. Oh my! Um, so it's causing a lot of smoke. Soon after that, the magma has started to spill over the edge of the crater, mm. and the grass at the very rear has caught fire. Oh, no. And something you noticed as well as you were going through is that even with the river rising, it seems like now that you've you've removed the tear from that area, the plants are dying. Oh, no. Um, the, a lot of the grass is becoming very dry, and it's picking up that flame very quickly. But you continue on. Uh, as you approach the tree line, you can hear the sounds of commotion. The those small magma pools that you had noticed when you were coming through initially, uh, they seem a lot larger now. Seems like the magma isn't just rising from the rear of the cave; it's rising from anywhere. There's a hole it can find its way through. The river has risen here as well, where it was sort of like marshland before. It seems more, much more swampy now. And uh, there is smoke rising from the direction of the red stripe colony, uh, both white and black. They've already selected a new red stripe pope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the red stripe pope died. Yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> the farther in you go, uh, you make it back to the area where that bridge was that you had passed. Mm. And there is a fierce battle going on at the bridge. The bridge itself is submerged. You can see planks of it sort of floating here and there, caught on the ropes, but it, it no longer seems like a functional bridge. The blue vegepygmies from the opposite side have knocked a tree over, and it's fallen over the river. They're actually using it as a bridge, essentially, to cross over. And it is utter chaos between them and the red pygmies. Like, you you see now the true ferocity of what their kind of battles bring. New problem that you have is there's a 30-foot thick tree that is very, very, or was very, very tall, that is now blocking your path, and a whole bunch of vegepygmies that are fighting to the death in front of it. Guys, not important right now. No, they can't understand me. Oh no, what do we do? Uh, <gasps> uh, uh, um, is the, I the river still some dust of disappearance. Yeah, I can, do dust of disappearance. I can make one person invisible and I myself can fly. Those vegepygmies are enthralled by the light of Aegea. Cassian, what would happen if you take the sword out? Well, he's not attuned to it yet. Oh, no, but just oh, the existence. I feel like it's a toss-up between they would fall to their knees in awe or they would immediately try and kill us all. <laughs> they worship it, so I mean, yeah, you're right. It would be a it would be a coin toss. Let's try it once we try something else that fails and they regain their attention. <laughs> that's uh, a plan B. That's a plan B. It's a very yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do we do? Let's let's disappear. I got the dust of disappearance. We all cluster together. Um, as long as we're within 10 feet of each other, we'll all dis a 10-foot radius will all disappear for 2d4 minutes. Okay. So uh, you all cluster together. You throw up a pinch of the dust of disappearance, which means you have one left now, I believe. And you all, all of you disappear, including Saren and Mr. Wiggles. Uh, it's kind of hard for you all to cluster into like a 10-foot radius with a lion and a mastiff, but you manage it. I rolled eight minutes for that, by the way. Okay. So you have eight minutes of invisibility. How are you getting over the tree? Uh, we can't you go still have it. a you you can go around it. It'll probably bring you in all the way into the red stripe colony. How far across the river is the tree? All the way. So are the branches on the other side? Uh, yeah, the roots are, are are the roots of the tree were on the other side. So yes. Perfect. I cast water walk on all of us, and we can run across oh, the river. Uh, wait, shoot. Um, if we're gonna do that, casting a spell ends the invisibility. So we maybe want to do that first. Okay. Well then, let's do that first. I'll cast water walk. Can we retcon that, Sam? <sighs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll be nice to you this one time. I cast Water Walk on everybody so we can all run across the river and okay. get around the roots. So, yeah. So you cast Water Walk on everybody, and then, Cassian, you uh, throw up the Dust of Disappearance, and you all disappear. And you uh, run across the water uh, just on the the surface of it. Uh, the Veggie Pygmies don't notice anything. Um, even when you all look down, all you can see is just ripples from footprints as you run across and make it around. Uh, you still sort of have to like stop and start at points when, when waves of Veggie Pygmies come through, uh, but you make it through and um, make it past the tree and continue on the sounds of battle sort of fading behind you. Now you find yourself uh, on the opposite side of the river, or are you going to cross back over behind the tree? Uh, 
what I don't know. For an hour, so I don't know that there's any particular reason we need to be on one or the other side of the river. So, right? I don't think so. I mean, one side was cl- no. So we're we're fine here, and we have water walk for an hour. So if we have to cross back over, we can do it. Okay. So you continue on. You're now uh, past where the colonies were back in that sort of viney area where uh, you were attacked. Some fires have sprung up here. The river is still rising. You find yourselves, uh, with every step, you find yourself to be a little bit higher almost because now you're walking on top of the water as you come through. Here and there, as you're running, you see that uh, vine blights, uh, those vine bros sort of pop up and, and run uh, in opposite directions, just trying to get away from this, this flood that's encroaching. And as you run by... It's, uh, you've, you've now made it out of the range of your invisibility. The eight minutes have passed, uh, because you have a very long distance to go. And an arrow comes shooting down at you, landing at your feet in front of the party. Huh? An Vrel? arrow. An Vrel? arrow. Yeah. And Vrel comes, because your invisibility ended. Oh, oh, I didn't hear And you're, you're running, going for broke at this point. Um, so Vrel climbs down his vine, stalks up to you with his bow and an arrow drawn very angrily. He looks real pissed. What did you do? Bro, we don't have time for it this. It was self-defense. Self-defense? You have... You've signed the death warrant for every creature in this cavern. Yep, well, we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> there's no time. I'm sorry, Varel. We we had to get this so that we could save the entire world. I'm sorry it was a sacrifice we had to make. Good, good looking out. Good, good sacrifice. Oof. Oof. Oh, the Tasha's Kayana will hear of this. You know, I... Uh, I mean, not if we get to them first. Yeah. Bye. Are you trying to exit the cavern? He takes off running. Yeah, yeah okay, we're going. that's what we thought. Bye. Vroom. Somebody sleep him and we'll take him with us. Oh my god. But just let him run for himself and we'll sleep him later. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, so he, he runs off and um, he moves very swiftly through this terrain, uh, faster than you guys are able to. Because uh, you are now back in difficult terrain, sort of keeping to the water, uh, you are able to move a little bit faster. But the river here veers off to the opposite side of where that pathway up is, and you've now found yourselves uh, sort of it, not exactly where you want it to be, but closer to the exit, uh, back in that area where all of that uh, sort of mold was in the shadows of the trees. The water is still rising. Uh, no fires or anything have formed here yet. And while the water is rising, it seems to be soaking into the ground. So you, you're actually walking on solid, mushy, but solid ground again here. The mold is still going to be an issue. Mm. Mm. So let's just not walk on it. Stay in the non-moldy parts. Which means you have to slow down considerably. Oh, okay. We- Unless you can figure out a way to get rid of the mold. How can we? Oh, hey, Cassian, Fire, right? take out the blade. Uh, I thought we were trying to be sneaky here. We not haven't been trying point. to be sneaky at all. We, we've been sprinting now with the invisibility off. We've not been at all sneaky. Uh, oh, here goes nothing. We can keep our I... pace if you take the blade out. And the, the mold grew in the shadows of the trees because the light did not be... shine on it. So now that the light is out, the mold won't be able to survive. And we can still run at a full pace. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, clap. Oh! Chimney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope that's what Cassian says when he gets the clap. <laughs> uh, so I can feel it right away, too. He's, he's, it's happened so many times that he has Oh, I'm sh- I don't doubt it. Before. So you, uh, you uh, unsheathe Aja's tear, and the uh, that bright light, uh, that axis sunlight shines off of it. And uh, as you move through... Of anywhere that that light touches, the mold dies. Nice. So you're able to continue on through and cut a pretty much a direct path right back to the uh, the ramp that goes upward. Hooray! Excellent. Excellent. So you uh, okay. make it Onward. to the ramp. You travel all the way back up, up into the tunnel, and then you, uh, you make it through to the rear defenses of the mushroom colony. Okay. I th- all right, put resheath that sword. I, I don't feel they need to see that. They recognize us, so we can say hi and goodbye. And We're maybe throw a thing to the shrieker so we can get past it. Yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah. That's how we summon them again, right? Yep. Just... Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'll... Okay. I'll sheath the blade again. So you sheath the blade. Now what? How do we summon the dude? Is there a rock anywhere? Yeah, there's tons of rocks. Okay. I I pick up a rock and throw it at the shrieker mushroom. Uh, roll a dex check. 
that is a nine. Uh, you throw and it misses. We, I, we all do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who can see can do it. Dexterity. Uh, I had a 17. <laughs> Ildov misses. I also missed. So uh, Ildov and Olash and Eowyn all pick up rocks, and the only <laughs> one who hits it is Eowyn. Hey! <laughs> uh, and this piercing, horrible noise emits from that mushroom. Oh, I forgot to cover my ears. Darn it! And uh, you all sort of have to do that, like moving your jaw and wiggling your fingers in your ears, because it's a terrible sound. As you, uh, you do that, uh, you sort of wait a little bit, and then um, from sort of out of the darkness at the opposite end of the cavern, this cloud of spores washes over the mushrooms, and your friend with the mushroom crown walks over and uh, looks at you all, sort of looks is in a position as if he's trying to say something and then realizes he like waves his hands in front of him and he lets out a different cloud of spores and then you're able to to see in his um uh in your minds a picture of him hugging oh we missed you too bud oh i go i I, he sees an image of me shuddering (laughs) i send out an image of rising lava and and uh fleeing right Right? Should mm-hmm. that happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warn- warning and like danger. He uh, He responds with an image of many other mushrooms uh, sort of like going about their business and then there being a shudder in the cave and like some, some rocks and debris falling from above and then many of them going running towards the exit. Okay. okay. Let's send an image of I'll all of us. I'll make an image of a thumbs up. Thumbs up and following. Cool. So you all continue on through. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, The mushroom village seems to be a ghost town mm-hmm. now it seems like everyone has left it seems like this this one stayed behind knowing that you were still down there mm-hmm. as you you leave and travel through you go through they have not replaced the defenses yet in those initial tunnels so it's an easy trip through those uh you make it back through to the uh up to the the spider cavern where the the giant spider was the uh, gift shop still, yeah the, the gift, gift shop. shop um so you all stop and get a mug <laughs> and a magnet uh sorry ildov they don't have any with your name on it they no. only have uh, all dove they never have ildov at these they things never have <laughs> or they do but it's not spelled the right way yeah you know? yeah it's spelled with an i yeah uh and uh i mean honestly like every third kid these days is named some spelling of ildov yeah. so it's just I like mean, you, they can't keep track of all it's true but you uh you make it there and uh, you make it so through past the gift shop and then down to the bottom of that like terraced decline that you, right. you climbed down carefully shop. the first time. So you're at the slarp shop. Uh, <laughs> what you doing? How do we get up out of here? Uh, uh, the rope of climbing, right? Yep, the rope of climbing, I suppose, yes. And I also have the rod of immobility, so I can. The immovable rod, so I'll use that as like. <laughs> rod a of immobility? Okay, <laughs> the rod of immobility. <laughs> when you hold this rod, you can't move. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you use the rope of climbing, uh, and it, it, uh, rushes up to that first terrace and you all sort of climb up to it. Uh, and then you just sort of keep doing that over and over, sort of leapfrogging your way up. And as you, uh, get to the very top, uh, what order are you guys climbing up in? Oh, uh, me not first. That's all I care about. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first if that's okay. All right. I'll go last. So Mr. Wales and... Oh, that's right. They can't climb. Yarfik. Can I... Well, we can... Ha- can I, like, carry Saren under my arm? <laughs> so Very you can, lion. like... You can essentially, like, grab Saren sort of by the scruff, one hand up the rope, and drag her with you. Okay. Um, Would someone be willing to do the same for Mr. Wiggles? It's a can I backpack him? I'm not strong enough. No. Yeah, I don't think I'm if he's big enough for you to ride, you cannot backpack him. C- am I strong enough to pull him? You're strong enough to like drag him along with you with him helping, yes. Okay, then I'm going to do that. Uh, are you still going first? Not if I'm dragging him. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so Ildov uh, is first up the rope. And as you get to the top, uh, just as you're sort of getting to the top, you're like reaching up a large green hand reaches down to offer you help. <gasps> oh, I think it's Kadak. I think it's Kadak. I think it's Kadak. Do you take the hand? Back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you take the hand and Kathak's head Yay! pops over the edge. Yay! And he says, uh, oh, it's, are you guys okay? Um, there, there's some really angry elves up here. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> I said, who's this? 
thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. You can listen to the show on so many different platforms, and you can review us on almost all of them, and you should. It helps other people discover the show, and it keeps us in the zeitgeist. It also keeps us learning new words like zeitgeist. You can support us at patreon.com slash IWVTCast. It's not a completely selfless endeavor. You'll be getting yourself some cool rewards in the process, like an extra weekly podcast, an on-air shout-out, and even our DM's notes. All for a measly however much you're willing to give. And remember, CarnageCon 21 looms near, and the early registrant gets the best gaming worms. Early registration only lasts until October 23rd. After that, you'll have to wait till the day of the con. To quote the Sugarhill Gang, Apache, jump on it. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can listen to Adam's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Tune in next time as the party confronts what Kathak referred to as Angry Elves and is joined by some old acquaintances. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.